Hello and welcome to this uh, sappy version of Vikings Territory Breakdown. I've got some sap brewing out here to, to that way of me uh, from our trees. I've been known as being kind of sappy. And Mark's going to have syrupy comments for you here in just a bit. Mark Craig from the Star Tribune is with me as always. Uh, Vikings Territory Breakdown. I'm from Vikings Territory and Purple PTSD. Mark, how the heck are you? Another week in uh, in uh, free agency here for the Vikings. Yeah, I'm enjoying the uh, – it's 22 degrees now. I'm enjoying this beautiful month of March in Minnesota. <laughs> it is that time of year. It's uh, it's made the trees run. The, the maple trees have not been running well, actually. I'm boiling some sap today, but it's been tough. Usually by this time we got it all in, but uh, it's a little too cold. But – Anyway, uh, what could, maybe could be considered cold was the Vikings turning down old Kirk Cousins with the uh, uh, homeboy offer. Uh, Kirk wanted to uh, uh, – apparently it was reported by the Star Tribune that uh, Kirk wanted to uh, stick around for three more years and extend his contract for that, and the Vikings didn't uh, want to look at a 37-year-old. Uh, they didn't want to tie themselves down with that, so – they restructured it for his contract for $16 million. They came to an agreement, but uh, kind of interesting news that uh, he wanted to stick around and retire a Viking, and uh, the powers that beat kind of said, well, thanks, but uh, we're looking in other ways right now. What do you think? Um, what Has he started a GoFundMe page uh, to get through this th these tough times? I know you'll um, send some money, sure. Yeah, you know, poor Kirk, uh, he's, he's only, you know – he. I mean, this is what this is what Quasi, but you know, this is this is common sense. This is what Quasi, uh, in speaking the truth, uh, you know, at the combine said, Kirk's looking for you know long-term security, longer-term security. We're looking for flexibility. Kirk's gonna be 36. Uh, you know, hey, perfect perfect world for the Vikings. Uh, you know, whenever uh, Aaron Rodgers and the Packers were going through their, you know, their back and forth a couple years ago, and and. Uh, uh, you know, Aaron came out and won back-to-back -back MVPs, and he stayed with the team, got paid the highest uh, paid quarterback in NFL history. You know, Kirk, you know, now Kirk's got to, you know, just win back-to-back -back MVPs, and I'm sure he'll be here long-term as a Viking. This doesn't mean that he's, you know, gone after this year. This doesn't mean that, um, you know, that they're, that they are, that they're, uh, it kind of means, I think, that they're intending to put a plan in place where they can start looking toward the future of quarterback. I would not be surprised by it. this tells me that they will draft a quarterback. If, if it all, I'm not going to say they're just going to draft anyone just to, to grab anyone, but yeah. I feel I, this tells me that they got their eyes on a guy that they think there is going to be there when they draft. Uh, and then, but there's always a possibility that they could, they could extend him. Uh, there's a possibility, you know, they, if Kirk plays extremely well and they find they win, then, you know, he gets another two years or whatever it is. You know, people have been making a big deal about, well, he wasn't asking for, you know, 40 million. He was only asking for what he got, you know, the last couple of years. You know, that's still been a, you know, look where they are, what they've had to deal with with this cap. Uh, and, you know, frankly, Kirk's played well, but, you know, they're still, they've only won one playoff game with him. So it's a kind of a, and I don't think Kirk's going to take this as some, gigantic slight or anything not going to be upset no i would say kirk knowing you know obviously he wants it he wants to i mean kirk has been a master at getting 
and betting on himself, winning and making a heck of a lot of money. Well, now he's reached a point with his age that, hey, you know, the team might have a little bit of a, you know, a say in uh, how, how long they want to hitch their, their wagon to him. Uh, so it, this is a, a situation where if he's, you know, knowing Kirk, you know, as competitive as he is, you know, he wins, he either gets the money here, he gets a Frank, gets franchise tag and makes a ton of money or he goes somewhere else and makes a ton of money. So this is not going to affect the way that he plays. I don't think. Well, it's interesting. Uh, unlike you, he apparently likes it here and uh, <laughs> he wants to stay. Well, Joe, have you, have you seen all the pictures of him and his wife in Hawaii in the office? Kirk's not spending March. Kirk's yeah. That's let's put this in perspective. He loves it here. He, oh, I love it here. As you're sending pictures from, you know, whenever they, as soon as, as soon as the bell rings on the season, they're all gone. Okay. Uh, yeah, so, that's yeah. true. He has he has a little bit different life in that he doesn't need to uh, spend most of his time here. He just play, he can just be here in the nice months. So yeah, I get yeah. You're you're not wrong, but uh, you know, I, I guess it shouldn't. You know, I find it interesting. He probably isn't upset since he was willing to renegotiate down and, and take, you know, so it's the Vikings are only getting a $16 million cap hit for him. That that opened, that helped them reach, you know, where they put their cap where it needed to be for the deadline. And so, you know, for that to happen, it's not like he's, you know, throwing his playbook at the ground and being mad because these guys won't play ball with me. So clearly, well, uh, he, yeah. He didn't, he didn't, t- he didn't take a pay cut. I mean, they, no, they just did two. two- they took they put two void years at the end of his contracts to to spread money out. So even so, if he doesn't, you know, you're you're they spread money out over two more years. Uh, so if he if this is his last year, then yeah, there's going to be dead money involved at some point. What they didn't do was guarantee that you know a a, a huge amount of money for 24 and 25, which is what he wanted, which would you know be outrageous. I think you know this is he still has a chance to, you know, to finish here and, and, and do everything that he wants to do and make the money that he wants to make. It's just that the Vikings have a little bit of, you know, it's not all about Kirk. It's, it's about the Minnesota Vikings really. Well, it should be. I mean, a quarterback shouldn't hamstring your, your cap to, and then not be able to put anybody around you. We went through that with uh, Kevin Garnett at the Timberwolves. We've gone through it many times. I mean, you got to be able to, to restructure it. I mean, so, I'm, but he did have to agree with it, I guess is my point at, at, you know, he didn't get what he wanted, which is, you know, three more years on this contract and extension, but he, he still had to agree with this. So at least he's not acrimonious about this negotiations, I guess is my point. We no, can- no. It, it, you know, if we had a calculator here, we, you know, that would probably break the calculator with the money that he's made in the past. Yeah. Since he, since he gambled on himself in Washington with those, uh, those franchise tags, two franchise tags, and then coming here and then getting two more contracts here. Uh, the man has made a lot of money betting on himself, his, his durability, his ability to be a good quarterback, even though he, he is not a, you know, an overly winning quarterback, but that's not always, that's not necessarily always his fault. Uh, you know, with Kirk, you kind of, you've gotten kind of what, you, what you put with a team is around him. So uh, if the Vikings take a step back, uh, you know, we like to judge these things in hindsight, but if the Vikings were to take a step back, Kirk doesn't have a good season, and, and say they move on with from him, everybody's like, oh, this is a great move. Well, right now everyone's looking at, you know, why aren't they giving him the money? You know, why aren't they, you know, uh, Quasey came from a business where, I mean, Casey's, or Quasey's strength is the kind of the, <laughs> the commodities market and, and mm-hmm. 
uh, you know, what are the odds on this happening and that happening? And uh, so he's not, obviously not, they're not ruling out. If Kirk has an MVP type season, they win the Super Bowl. Everybody makes a lot of money and get, is really happy. Well, you've been beating the drum here on this podcast the last few weeks about the Vikings need to put a, a new plan in place for quarterback. They have to look towards the end of Kirk Cousins here in Minnesota. This is kind of a a, a peek at that. It's kind of a step. It's, you know, the, the Vikings are thinking in that direction, which is a good thing. Um, two questions then. First, well, I'll ask you the second question a bit. The first question is, who do you think they might, what do you think they might be doing? You know, I, I, I'll put both questions together. Is, is Lamar Jackson uh, story no longer on the poo poo pile or is, uh, or are they, are they, do they have their eyes set on a, a younger guy in the draft, which I hope they do as opposed to those two things and uh, figure that maybe they can draft or trade somebody to go up and, and get him in the first round, what do you think? What, what do you think they're going to do? No, I, I don't think they have They have the, the capital to go up and get someone uh, up high. Uh, I don't think that they, you know, financially have the ability to to trade for Lamar Jackson. Uh, and also Lamar Jackson, if you're looking at a guy who's trying to you're, – you're trying to, to gauge what's a quarterback going to be like now. I mean, that's what Quasey and them, they're doing is, you know, what's Kirk going to be like in 25, 20, whatever – um, you know, what's a team going to be like in that situation? You know, for me, Lamar Jackson is, is an outstanding quarterback, but the reason he didn't re-sign in Baltimore, well, Cleveland gets an assist on this by the money that, you know, and I have a feeling, they, you know, no, the Clevelander in me knows that this is going to be uh, in 10 years from now and when people give a long-term deal, it's going to be, oh, you don't want to make a Deshaun Watson mistake. I hope I'm wrong, but Cleveland gives that money to Deshaun Watson. Lamar Jackson, an MVP, says, hey, that's what I want. The Baltimore Ravens are going, you know, he's great now, but you know, is he going to be this type of quarterback in five years? Is he going to be, he, you know, he, time takes a toll on these guys. They're not always going to be the dual threat, amazing rush for 1,100 yards, right. you know, throw for 3,000 yards. So, you know, the, the Ravens clearly said, you know, no. And they, they give him an opportunity to go look around. Well, apparently nobody's, Nobody's biting on that because then they'd have to give – if they give too much, then they have to give up two number ones. And then that, that puts you in a, a, another big problem with resources. So, yeah, I don't think I don't think Lamar Jackson – I think that, that if they take a quarterback, they'll do it where they're at. And some have projected the, the Tennessee quarterback, you know, to be in there. I don't know. I don't know enough about him. I've seen him a couple of times. Uh, looks like a talented guy. I don't know if that's that was, in the first Levi round. Was? No, no, that's uh, the, the oh, uh, Richardson the, or no, not Richardson. Uh, uh, Hunter uh, something. Oh, you know, yeah. Say yeah, the hooker. Hooker. That's right. The hooker. Yeah. <laughs> and he's not. I don't know. Him. I mean, I, 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 nothing, literally nothing in this league would surprise me if if they made an announcement that Roger Grudel has decided to play football and he's going to quarterback the Vikings. I'd say, OK, yeah, that, uh, that's the NFL. You know, I. There's nothing that surprises me with this league, but I don't think that's going to happen. That, that Lamar Jackson ends up here. Well, I, I like, uh, I, you know, I'm, I'm getting to, I've for a long time too, of one, you know, I, I'm, I was certainly ready to ride with Kirk and, uh, but I wanted a plan in place. So now it seems like they're getting a plan with a new regime. You're eventually going to get that. And, you know, maybe, maybe we're, 
the Vikings are a year late in doing this. Maybe not. I mean, last year was so enjoyable. I'm glad they did what they did. But uh, they're uh, these guys are 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 trying to to plan for the future. And I'd say more power to you. They, you know, just the odds of Kirk being upright in front of a bulky or a suspect offensive line for all these years and still playing all these games is it's the odds that have got to run out of it on some at some point, don't they? I mean, a guy can't be. Uh, uninjured forever i wouldn't think in this league well i just i just think that they're you know they have you know you got you got a regime at the at the at the beginning stages and, and all these regimes think they're going to be here for 20 years you know these guys you know uh, are very confident in themselves <laughs> you know some would say maybe overconfident in themselves but you know they believe they're going to be here long term so they're looking they are looking uh beyond Kirk cousin's time here uh, they're looking, you know, they're trying to keep themselves afloat or not or in a position where they can compete not only this year, but five years from now and 10 years from now. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, they're not closing the door on Kirk. I mean, uh, people that say it's a slap in the face to Kirk. I mean, have you paid attention to how much how much this this franchise has has given to this guy? I mean, my goodness, uh, what they've done, you know, they gave him the first guaranteed contract ever uh, long term in NFL history, then they gave him some more money and they've given him some more money. Uh, there's a head coach that fired because they gave too much money to the quarterback. Now, granted, uh, his salary now compared to when he signed that first deal at one point for a week or two or whatever it was, he was the highest paid quarterback ever. And then now he's what, nine, 10, whatever it is. Um, so it's, but still it's, it's putting a cap together. It's building a team for the future. Uh, but yeah, I do think they, they, you know, you have the head coach now who it, who can bring along a quarterback and he's got the, he's got the ability to communicate with Kirk and, uh, and be the type of modern coach slash buddy slash, you know, encourager to bring, you know, to, to work this situation. So get your quarterback for the future, get him in place. If Kirk outplays him like Aaron Rodgers did, uh, for, you know, two, three years uh, to Jordan Love, then that's great. But you still, you know, the Packers still have a guy that, that was picked in the first round who's now had four years of grooming oh, yeah. ready to step in. So why can't, why not, if you're the Vikings and you look around at just how long your franchise can be horrible when you don't have a quarterback and you're just piecing it together with the latest piece of, you know, junk that you can throw in there, you know, this you've got to have an elite player at that at that position. You know, and you have to make sure the transition is smooth. Otherwise, you're just going to fall backwards. Um, yeah, I, I agree with you. I, I'm glad to see something happening there. It's a good sign for me. But I, I got to poke at you with one little thing you said there. You said, without naming names, Mark Craig, uh, who thinks that uh, these guys think they're a little overconfident, uh, Quasi and Keith? Oh, no, I, I, I'm not. I, I had no one in mind. I'm just saying, <laughs> you know, I, I, and I, I shouldn't fault them, but it could, because if you if you look or Google the word culture, Google the word NFL culture, it has become the biggest cliche in, the, in, in NFL, probably maybe not the, the NFL, but also NFL reporting and NFL, you know, everything's about, oh, you know, uh, Someone goes from the Bears to the Lions. Uh, oh, we love what the Lions are doing. It's the culture. It's the culture. Someone would go from the Lions to the Bears. Oh, I love what the culture's. I just kind of I, I wrote about that on Sunday, just about or a couple of weeks ago. 
about, you know, the, the Vikings haven't cornered the market on thinking that their culture is the best in the NFL because everybody says that. So whenever you hear like people talking almost as if they're the smartest guy in the room, I just, you know, I, I take it with a grain of salt because it, I've heard it so much. And, you know, uh, 13 and got, more, they you feel you've, a little confident. You've, right. Well, yeah, last year would have been, uh, and the, granted they did, they told us, you know, they were going to run it back and they, and they, uh, you know, I, I do think that uh, some of the things that they said uh, came true and it's like the, they did obviously did take better care of the players and they, they won on, on score games, but they were at home as a number three seed with 13 wins and they got beat by a, uh, they got they, Daniel Jones was Steve young personified in that game. And that's Daniel Jones, who I don't, you know, I, I think the giants overpaid him. If Daniel Jones goes on to like make that contract look like Carson Wentz, he should, you know, the Vikings played a big role in that because they made him look uh, a lot better than I think Daniel Jones is going to be. I just got to take a quick note here. Whenever you're trying to fill a segment up, Joe, just poke the wise old owl a little bit. There's nothing wrong. It's it's great for filling that segment up. Thank you, Mark. Uh, We will uh, take a break here at Vikings Territory Breakdown, and uh, we'll be back with some more. Uh, talk about how the Vikings are doing in free agents. Come on back. All right, welcome back to Vikings Territory Breakdown with Mark Craig from the Star Tribune. Mark, uh, uh, KOC, uh, former coach of the Rams, current coach of the Vikings, not head coach of the Rams, but he was an uh, assistant coach there. Went to the, back to the well a couple times for some free agents this week. He picked up Brandon Powell, wide receiver from the Rams, and uh, Troy Reader, a linebacker from them. Uh Quick question: uh, What do you think about both of those picks? And uh, um, is 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 uh, is Powell the answer for the loss of uh, Adam Thielen? <laughs> God, no, I, I think Adam's a little more accomplished than uh, than Powell. Uh, you know, Powell is a guy. You know, he's, he's a journeyman. He was undrafted. He went to the Lions in I think 2018. You know, going into his fifth year, he's got 47 catches. So I think I think. Uh, I think Adam might have uh, might have you know, bettered him in that that regard. Uh, he's he's like more of a return guy, I think. Uh, you know, yeah. Vikings fans probably 2021, he had a 61 yard touchdown return against the Vikings. Uh, so you know, part of you know part of this tells me that it's depth for the receiver, but also the fact that KJ Osborne as a number two receiver is not going to be returning punts. Uh, you know, so I would think that you would have. You know, this guy is a punt returner, uh, possibly kick returner, um, and, and you know, depth at receiver, maybe a four receiver. I, I don't know. I, I still think they, you know, they need more at receiver. Obviously. Wait, what about Rager? He's he's the punt returner guy right now. I don't know how long he's signed for, but uh, uh, why? Would well, yeah, yeah, well, yeah, Rager, yeah, Rager. Also, Rager is another guy, an interesting guy in this mix of uh, you know, let's not rule him out as a possibility. Right. Uh, you know, I guess I did rule him out as a possibility because my head went to uh, it's been a long, it's been a long winter, Joe. Uh, <laughs> it went to uh, you know uh, KJ, but you know Rieger, you know he could be a guy that could factor in at receiver. You know, you could just see kind of when the pressure is off Rieger. You know, granted he did not, he didn't make a lot of great plays, but he no. made some plays that that you know Philadelphia would have been nice to. They would have been happy to see him make. Uh, so yeah, you know. 
I still think that there's a you know, there's a big hole. I know Adam Thielen was uh, was on the downside of his career, but if Adam, if the money matched Adam, Adam still have a, had a lot to give this team. It's just it got to where the money could not match, and the shame of it is not not the money couldn't match it, but now his dead cap money is he's not here. Yeah, and you're paying him. You're got thirteen and a half million dollars uh, dedicated to him, and he's not here. So it's it's another example of like you look at Kirk. Um, this is a smaller scale with a receiver, uh, but you know it's all it's it's all about you know trying to avoid some of this dead cap whenever you're you're down the road and down the road gets here quicker than you think. Yeah, we uh, well at least I certainly did uh, uh, was enjoyed it to great extent that last year the Vikings were had Zadarius Smith on their roster and, and the Packers were paying the biggest portion of his salary, like $11 million. Like, Boy, I can't get any worse than that. Well, here we are sitting in the same, in the same soup with Adam Thielen. It doesn't, doesn't feel so good on this side. Of it. And, and uh, yeah, and I guess uh, so to some degrees, Zadarius, if uh, depending on whatever, whatever shakes out with Zadarius and Dalvin, you know, right now they're on the roster, but you know, the if you look at the Vikings, they're, they're at the bottom of the cap space and they're, you know, uh, Either like they're with under a million, like five hundred thousand under, but then um, you just look at where they're where they're at, and you know to do anything, going to require moves. So you know you think that those are the shoes that would drop, but I don't know who trades for them. Uh, So yeah, you could be absorbing some money on uh, Zedarius. The the Vikings could as well. They're probably going to have to be uh, draft day deals. You know, they're they're going to hopefully maybe make some deals with one or both of those guys to, to, for some picks to, to move up in the draft because right now they still only have five picks this year. And it's not a lot if you want to grab, but somehow grab a quarterback, like we were talking in the first segment. Um, well, let's look at that. You got Justin Jefferson, who's way up there. I mean, he, you're not going to have three Justin Jeffersons on your roster. If you did, you'd have everybody crabbing about who's getting the ball. Um, so you got him and then you got a, a level down. You got uh, uh, KJ Osborne, uh, Rager, now Powell, and you have Jalen Naylor, who you drafted last year. Would you say that that's – is that five? Uh, five guys um, and a couple other guys that are probably practice players or whatever. I can't even think of who their names are. But uh, are they set at receiver? Do they no. – I, I guess I guess do they – does this take them off the table of having to draft a receiver at 23 – you know, that first round that if there's a great, if that's the best player available or the, can they take something else? Or is that, do you go BPA? I mean, what, what are your thoughts there now in the receiver room? Do you think with this move, are they, are they good? Are they better than they were? I, I don't think, you know, I don't think uh, they can field a team right now. That's kind of what you're trying to do. That's what you're trying to do as you go into the draft. And then if, you know, if, if Justin, if there's a guy that they felt, uh, of course, a different regime now, but, uh, if there's another Justin Jefferson at 23 or wherever they're at is 20, 23, um, you take you, you take him. I mean, uh, there's no question you take him. I mean, you take a great receiver, um, even over a uh, a quarterback. I mean, I guess it all depends on what you know what what their feeling is. If it's if quarterback is the, is the best guy, they take him. I you know that we haven't said that about this team in a while. To me, it's like if if. If it's a quarter quarterback, then you take him. If it's receiver, or if it's corner, I think they they you got to put yourself in position where you take the best player that 
fits your needs. You know what I'm saying? It's like, uh, like even when they, in two, 2007, when they took Adrian Peterson, that was considered a position of strength because they had just gotten Chester Taylor. Chester Taylor had just had a 1300 yard season. Chester Taylor was a legit, you know, starting, uh, running, num- back. starting running back in the NFL. And, oh. you know, and the, and, but the Vikings, you know, Spielman saw that, you know, uh, Peterson fall to number seven and said, well, we got to take this. This is a generational type of guy at his position. So you see that you, you take it. And then, you know, like, like, what makes Cincinnati so powerful is not just Jamar Chase. It's the, it's their three guys. They have three receivers. You know, back whenever people were saying, well, the Vikings have the best duo of receivers in Adam Thielen is 2021, Adam Thielen, Justin Jefferson. Well, you know, the Cincinnati was going with the three guys. And then, yeah. so, yeah, they, you know, I, I don't think they're done. I don't think we're seeing that they're all the receivers that's going to be on this team. Uh, I think they need to make another another acquisition of a receiver at some point. So what they're kind of doing is, you know, backfilling the position so that if somebody, some other position, some, you know, player that can really change your franchise, drop to them at 23 like a Randy Moss did way back in the day, you can take them. I mean, even a, a different position. So you don't have to say, oh, we got to take receiver or we're not going to be able to. You know, so so they're doing that. It seems like at receiver here with this acquisition. Maybe are they also doing that with that at linebacker with Tony Reader? Is that is that is that how you see that acquisition? Is just more depth so that they aren't saying, "Oh my God, we got to take a, a a linebacker here." When when something else could come in. Uh, the, the, re- the Reader guy I see as a special teams guy. You know, um, Asamoah is not going to be. I mean, if Asamoah is your starter. Asamoah is not going to give you what he – I mean, uh, Brian Asamoah was – I, I think I wrote about him a few times after games of special teams plays that he made. Um, he, he's an outstanding special teams player, but he's not going to be – he can't be – if he's your starting line, one of your starting inside linebackers, he can't be on special teams and and risk uh, injury in that, that regard. I mean, just like Adam Thielen at one time was a fantastic special teams player. Right. Ever, Everson Griffin at one time was a – great special teams player uh but you know when they move on and become starters they gotta take a step back so that's how i interpret that that move uh because you know and and he can play linebacker so you know your your better special teams players if they're linebackers that's good that's good depth and everything uh you know uh at corner you know getting uh murphy oh yeah they they still need another one getting him but you know getting him obviously is a it puts someone there that's a you know it's a starter, uh, so that sort of helps about uh, going into the draft. You know, ha- absolutely having to take a corner. Right. All right. Uh, although I still think they need another corner. Uh, you know, high in the draft. And they say that this draft is is uh, deep with them, so the, uh, maybe they don't have to now because of that Murphy acquisition. You know, have to take it that first pick. They can get something like an Adrian Peterson, which I hope to drop, you know, because they, they can wait and go deeper, although they don't have a lot of capital again. Uh, you know, you're talking about special teams. That's the way I kind of see this C.J. Ham re-signing, signing the homeboy that Minnesota owns. So, like you told me uh, offline, that 
us Minnesotans can settle down. We got our Minnesota guy back on the roster after losing Adam Thielen. But, you know, he did, he wasn't used a whole lot on the offense last year in, in O'Connell's offense, not as much as we thought he might be. But he is a really good special teams player. And I, I think, you know, maybe they're anticipating losing a guy like Asimov. you got to make sure that you have some leadership and some guy who really knows how to play special teams. Would you agree, disagree with that? or? Well, you know, I think that – it also, you know, I think that uh, O'Connell, when he did some self self analysis or they when they, they self analyzed themselves, um, they clearly wanted to get better in the running game. You know, um, if uh, if a, the guy sitting in Kentucky that's uh, still getting paid by the Wills sits out of work, uh, or, or he's he's Dion's consultant now, maybe. Yeah. Um, if he if he would have taken a blocking tight end on the first day of the draft. Uh, you know, oh, he's the game's passed him by. You know, you don't you you need to you don't need to run the ball. You just throw it sixty times a game. I think this team, I think O'Connell realizes that you know we gotta we gotta be a little more forceful at running the ball, and that means probably playing C.J. Ham a little bit more than he did. I mean, they're not going to be you know uh, running the ball probably like they did under Zimmer and and um, uh, Kubiak and you know yeah. going that way, but. Uh, they do need to run the ball, you know. So they got you get you got a, a really extraordinary blocking tight end. Uh, you know, Madison's probably I would think Madison is going to be more involved in the offense. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's he's more of a uh, I joke that uh, fewer eighty yard runs, but more two yard runs on third and one. You know, sometimes uh, sometimes you need that two yard run on third and one. Uh, so. That and then CJ maybe gets more involved and they become a little more powerful uh, of a team. Well, all right, then Let, let's, you know, we're talking the running game. Cook is gone, right? Well, by the fact that he's still on the roster, he tells me that I, I wouldn't be surprised if he stays here. I mean, I, you know, they, you know, they didn't reach for that as their first bag in the club when it came to, oh my God, we got to, you know, like Eric Kendricks was there. They didn't really didn't hesitate, you know. See, uh, thanks for the thanks for the memories. Get the heck out of here. He was gone, you know, and that's a, a fantastic player in this franchise's history. Uh, with Dalvin, it was like, well, he's still here. He's still here. He's still here. So I, I wouldn't be surprised, but I, I, feel, I have a feeling that any moves that are made, the two obvious two obvious moves and the two obvious things are Cook and Zadarius. So I don't know if it's if if move, doing something with Zadarius is enough, and Cook's here. You know, having Dalvin Cook on your team, and and if you if you fill all the other holes you need, I mean that's not a bad thing. You know, that's I mean, it almost feels like you're saying, well, why is this guy still on the team? He's still a good, extraordinary player. It's just the the money didn't seem to fit, but they've made it fit so far. Well, it, it says a couple of things to me, and let me know what you think of this. I mean, either either they tried to trade him, they've listened to trade offers from him. At least there was rumors that 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 happened. I don't know if it's true. Um, they probably aren't getting what they want and maybe they think, okay, let's wait till draft day when people really want to move up or want to do this or do that or need something. And they might give you more than one for one. Or, uh, if he does stay on the team, don't they have to take his number down? Because then you've got all these guys, all, all that money stuck into the running back position. You know, you got him, you got Asiata's at $7 million a year. Asiata, not Asiata, not <laughs> Al- Mackenzie Alexander. Is that his name? No. Who's the running back behind uh, 
Cook. Uh, Madison. Madison. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what his cap. I don't have his cap number in front of me. I don't think it's he broke the bank on. He's getting paid seven million and all that, but yeah, but his cap then, number is nowhere near that. Yeah. yeah, that's probably true. But then you got the other two guys behind him on rookie rookie deals or rookie uh, contracts. So, isn't that too much? They, they won't they say if okay, we want to keep you, but you got to change your your cap hit a little bit so they can, you know, because right now the number there there under the cap is not enough to go into a draft, like you said. Moves have to make well. I mean, I think. Clearly, they, they they tried to trade him because they, they would, you know, by re-signing Madison, you know, um, they're preparing for not to not have him and and for Madison to come back, um, tells has told me that, you know, he's got to know something. I I would think that he'd want to go on if he thought Kirk was coming back, he would have wanted to go somewhere else. Um, you know, this is the room that they had last year when they you know they won thirteen games. So, you know. Uh, I, and I don't think uh, Cook. It certainly doesn't sound. It probably would have happened by now. Cook's not gonna. He's not gonna take a pay cut. Uh, and then you certainly on a running back, you don't void years or or you don't try and push any more any dead money into future years. So uh, you know they're probably both pretty uh, dug in. Our, our Cook's side is probably dug in on saying, "Hey, you know, I'm not gonna take a pay cut." So. Um, there you go. It's like, you know, where, where do you go from there? It's just, yeah. but I, what tells me that, that they, uh, the fact that he's still on the roster is that they're still trying to work on either keep, you keep him in a worst case scenario, which become once you can start playing games and it's like, this isn't so bad because you have Dalvin cook on your team. Uh, but as you're assembling your team, uh, if they end up having to move him, then, okay, that frees up a lot of space to, you know, and also, uh, you know, if, if they do get rid of him, there's you know it becomes sort of a, like similar to Thielen in that getting rid of if you get if you cut Dalvin Cook, then there's a lot of dead money dead money that's there. Six, I think they save six million, but then there's still like eight million in dead money or something. So a real high amount. So you know it gets to the point where do you want to take you want to take the savings or do you want to pay a little pay more and keep the player? And so all these things are what what these guys are trying to do. And, and the, the people that figure this out the best keep their jobs and they'll win Super Bowls and become the model. Okay. Uh, Mackenzie Alexander, Matt Asiata, and Alexander Madison. All right. I, we, we're going to have to take a break here and bone up on my MA names. You know, if they, that's why they should keep Delvin Cook. He's DC. Of course, then I might mix him up with Dante Culpepper. Oh my God. I'll just, let's just take a break. We'll, we'll be back with. Oh, yeah, uh, go, go, go check your sap. Come on. <laughs> go check my sap. We'll be back with Vikings Territory Breakdown in, in just a moment. Okay. Welcome back to Vikings Territory Breakdown with Mark Craig from the Star Tribune. Mark, we talked about who the Vikings got. Now, who's the, who they lost? Uh, fan favorite just in the short time he was here, Duke Shelley. Uh, Duke, we hardly knew you, has gone to the Raiders. Uh, for next season, gone out there to work with Josh McDaniels, even though he's an offensive coach. Um, what do you think of that loss? I, I Duke was, uh, you know, undersized cornerback. I thought they'd bring him back because he made some big plays last year. He, you know, came in, only played like a third to a half the season, but in that short time, he made some big plays and really, really helped the Vikings in some of those, those close battles. So, uh, 
I, I kind of wanted him back just for the depth perspective, but uh, uh, he probably couldn't, they couldn't probably offer him what he wanted and he's, he's gone. Yeah. I was on a, uh, a radio show in, uh, from Vegas and they were acting. Um, I mean, I, I, I like Duke. I, I consider him one of the, one of the better overachievers in the locker room last year, um, you know, thrown into a situation in Buffalo and really produced. Uh, but they were talking about, we haven't had a great corner like this since Charles Woodson or things like that. I said, well, hey, yeah, you might want to tap the brake. You might want to tap the brakes on. Yeah, but Paul Pro Football Focus said that he had whatever, this, that, and the other thing. Uh, and it was only, it was a second best uh, behind Al- Jair's Alexander. And I said, well, I, you know, I don't know anything about that. But I said, uh, he's a, he's a good corner. I think he'll, he'll play, he'll do well for the, for the Raiders, but I, I don't, He's not an all-pro, uh, and I and my my guess is that uh, the Vikings very much wanted to bring him back, but the Vikings didn't have the money to probably give Duke the money. You know, Duke Duke's going to strike by the irons hot, right? Duke Duke, uh, you know, uh, I think he liked being here. I think he liked the opportunity he got, but you know, he saw some money, and, and Vegas gave him that money, and he took off and took it. I don't blame him at all. Uh, I'm in. I'm sort of encouraged by the fact that you know, whoever and that, that this this regime saw in him, brought him in and how he produced tells me that they got an eye, you know, that, not saying that you, you had that same um, production, everybody you, you signed, but you know, it sort of tells you that, okay, maybe they, you know, can, can go out and get a similar situation like that, you know, kind of a, a bargain basement guy and, and produce him and, and, you know, develop him and all that. But yeah, when he came in, in Buffalo, he played three his first three snaps as a Viking. One of them was that in overtime against the Bills, and Dawson Knox, who's seven inches taller than him, right. is open in the corner of that front corner of that end zone, and Duke is all over. You know, is plays him legally and and makes you know, swats the ball away or breaks the pass up. Uh, and then the next player, two plays later, is when uh, Peterson had that interception to win that game. Now that's the NFL game of the year, and Duke Shelley played a huge role in that. So yeah. Uh, Good player, great overachiever. Uh, loved his attitude, loved his personality. He learned a lot from Patrick Peterson, but he just was too expensive, obviously, for them to keep. Yeah, it's one of those great plays. Another one of those plays in that game that was overshadowed by by uh, Jefferson's catch and and uh, Josh Allen's fumble. What what a game that was! Just just thinking. Yeah. Back. I mean, that that's when I think of Duke Shelley. I think of that play. That's what I had. Yeah. It's fun that you were describing it. Uh, you know, it is too bad. And I wonder if that's where PFF and their numbers, they're just numbers and where it wasn't a big sample size for Duke Shelley. Now, maybe, you know, if he was to be a starting guy all year long, you know, the NFL would find ways to exploit his size or whatever, or whatever it is. Uh, maybe your dog doesn't agree with that statement, but, uh, yeah. uh, you know, that's Duke. He's, he's yelling, Duke, Duke, Duke. <laughs> you, you, you just wonder if – I mean, you got numbers, and yes, what his numbers were good in, in, in what he played, but I'm not sure he is the – he's going to be the next, like you said, all pro in, in the league. But, you know, anything there? Well, no, I, you know, I, you know I, 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 don't, I don't have in front of me what the Raiders gave him, but I know that the Vikings had a budget that they were probably looking at. Yeah. Knowing that even if they sign Duke, they're probably going to get another guy. Um, you know, this wasn't, it couldn't, they couldn't fit it in. And it's, 
it's unfortunate because uh, I think he gave them everything they had and um, everything that he had. But you just got to draw a line. You got to like say, okay, what's the ceiling? You know, what if if uh, the expectations change? If you give him if you give him way too much money, then you know that it keeps you from getting someone who you think is a little bit better. And then if he doesn't keep progressing, it's it's all just this right. You know, they, they, they just, just match. Yeah, they came in stra- cash strapped, you know, to this, to the end of this season, to this free agency period. And I, I'll be honest, I'm I'm impressed that they were able to sign anybody at all uh, with with where they're at. Uh, they did lose another player, and then I mean, this is all bound to happen because you got it. You got to find places to cut somewhere. But just overnight, <clears throat> last night they lost tight end Irv Smith, who went to the Bengals, and uh, for some people might think he died and went to heaven. There, there is a quarterback that's going to find you if you're open. And uh, uh, and Joe Burrows and and those guys just I guess they they lost a tight end to free agency Hayden Hurst I believe that is his name so yeah. they have Irv to fill in he's not he won't be the starting tight end there but he'll uh, in that offense he'll get some balls coming his way if he can get on the field Mark what did you uh, what do you think of that move what do you think of uh, Irv's uh, short but uh, star crossed uh, tenure here in Minnesota. Well, I think of Irv, I think I really like TJ Hawkinson and the fact that, you know, I, Her, Irv's a nice guy and everything, but TJ Hawkinson came in here on a Tuesday or a Wednesday and three or four days later had a more productive game that Irv had had in 40 games in his career here. Uh, I think Irv has, has every bit, especially playing with Joe Burrow and playing in that offense where there's so much, so many outside options and, uh, which, you know, he also had that here, you know, he was, he was playing with a, a quarterback was pretty, you know, pretty darn accurate. Uh, had, they had the outside weapons, but you know, the thing with Herb was he could not stay healthy. And uh, at some point you just, you know, you, you tip your cap and say, hope you have a good career. I hope your health turns around, but we're just not going to keep going down the, the road of, well, you know, uh, Irv's thumb is broken. Uh, Irv's knees hurting him. Irv's, you know, just, time after time after time. Now, you know, at just some point you just say, that's who he is. Uh, and we're not going to, you know, again, Quasey, you know, he's, he's judging, uh, you know, what can possibly happen, all the possibilities. And, you know, the fact that they got Hawkinson, obviously they, they did had no need to spend any more money on an Irv Smith at all. Yeah. When you can, uh, when you can turn an Irv Smith and, and what he produced here into a TJ Hawkinson, you're doing something right now. They're paying for that with uh, draft capital for sure, but you know, doesn't matter. I, Hawkinson, uh, they got to get him, you know, it, uh, resigned and and lock him in for a few years here because that is a heck of a player and and great to have in this offense. And that any any quarterback like Kirk Cousins would love to have. Uh, um, so maybe those guys do have reason to be confident. Those those. Yeah, you know, and 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 Josh Oliver too, picking up the blocking guy. Right. Right. From Baltimore, he comes from that, you know, the Ravens uh, do it right when it comes to running. I mean, obviously, a big part of their being highly ranked as they are in a running game is because, you know, your quarterback's running for a 1,000 yards. But, you know, that's a tough mentality of blocking. Um, so you have him as your number two. You still have Johnny Munt. I don't know where Johnny Munt's still on the roster, yeah. Uh, Johnny Munt's in there as that uh, third tight end. I don't know. Maybe they'll – They'll go to like a four tight end uh, formation or something. But yeah, Irv is not, uh, you know, I, it'd be 
it'd be kind of cool to see her uh, experience some good luck when it comes right. to injuries right. and uh, go on and have a productive career. But, um, you know, that's, that's no loss to the Vikings at all. The talent's there. Just the, the injury luck is not. And the Vikings got too many uh, injury risks that they're gambling on, on the defensive side to keep another one like that. Um, a little more outside of the Vikings and free agency. There's a big story I've been trying like hell to uh, ignore, but uh, you brought it up and had some, some interesting questions about it. Uh, Aaron Rodgers and, and the, the deal with the Packers, Aaron Rodgers has said that he will waive the trade clause and play with the jets. Uh, the jets and the Packers are now negotiating. I saw this morning a story. I don't know if it's legit or not. You never know sometimes what, what happens on, on Twitter, but that the, that the stop, the Cox have stalled because the Packers want a, a first round pick and more. And, the Jets don't want to sell the farm, but it seems like they're they're already down the road in this thing in this negotiations. And they, you know, as you put it, they're <laughs> the Packers are clearly are putting the screws to the Jets. So you want to comment on that? Talk a little well, bit. Well, and then the, the Packers GM said uh, I saw that they didn't ask for a number one. So mm. if I'm the Jets, you know, uh Aaron Rodgers has already got you a little hit little bit of trouble. Aaron Rodgers a month ago or I don't know where we're at. March seems like it's been about four months long. Right. Uh, but, but at some point, nah, it seems like it's been a few weeks now. Aaron Rodgers said he intends to play for the Jets and, you know, kind of got that whole hype ball rolling. Well, you know, the longer that hype ball rolls, the more the Packers are going to say, hey, what are you going to do? Are you going to like tell every, your fan base that you're not going to sign? Uh, it's kind of hard to go back to, um, Zach Wilson, whenever you've, you've the whole world is expecting Aaron Rodgers at any moment. I mean, uh, I got something ready, you know, as a as an ode to uh, like uh, Vikings fans being let out of jail after 31 seasons of, <laughs> of Hall of Fame qu uh, quarterbacks torturing their franchise. Uh, it's like you know, we did we got we have something ready on on uh, opening a free agency, but how you know what do we want to write about Aaron Rodgers leaving? Well, that's been in the can now. If it seems like for I told him, I said, you know, because I counted the days from uh, September 27th, 1992, up until the opening of free agency. I said, all you got to do is just keep adding, adding to that number. And say, who knows? It might be another 500 days. Who knows? But, you know, to me, you it's write a long that story, Mark. You write that story. And Jordan Love will be the MVP next year, you bastard. Well, that's right. Yeah, I said, this is a good, this is a good move as long as this guy isn't the third, uh, third rung of the Hall of Fame triangle, <sighs> triangle, triangle of Hall of Famers, right? You're killing uh, me, Smalls. But no, but as long as, as long as he's, you know, it's dangling out there, I think that the pressure's more, the pressure's certainly more on the Jets to, uh, you know, what's it going to take to get this done and then having to overpay for it? If they were to, if the if the Jets, if the, I'm sorry, if the Packers get the 13th overall pick for a 39 year old quarterback, I don't care if he is a Hall of Famer, and he he did win an MVP just two years ago. My goodness, I, you know, to get to squeeze 18 years out of a guy or 17 years or whatever it is, and then at the end of his career say goodbye to him and get a number one pick. Wow, wow, that's that's uh, that's. That's, that's a that's, great that's a, point, Mark. That's, that's a, efficient. That's efficient. Uh, yeah. And the Vikings could have had that with with uh, with Randy Moss. Yeah, well, of course, Randy was more in his prime. They got a seven. Uh, that's what I'm saying. That yeah. I, then the pressure becomes you have to 
<laughs> make the right pick with right, that pick, right. So. Yeah, that, that's that's a great point. I've been holding my breath on the compensation for this thing. You know, I uh, uh, they not only they not only get the thirteenth round pick if they do, or thirteenth uh, overall pick if that happens, they get rid of forty million dollar cap hit. My God, they can you know go out and sign all kinds of players and rebuild their they can rebuild their squad real quick. You know because. Jordan Love is—is is he probably still on? Maybe in the last year of his rookie contract, is that right? Well, it would be his uh, fourth year coming up, and then he'd have a fifth-year option. Yeah, I mean, it could work in their favor. And say uh, this, this uh, defensive tackle, <coughs> Jalen Carter, who was supposed to be number one overall back when the Bears had the pick. Um, say he like, you know, plummets. Hall of Fame defensive tackle falls to the Packers and. They get that, and then, you know, he takes Garrett Bradbury and, you know, throws him around for a year or two. Uh, just saying, maybe. No, but It's starting to make me feel like they, I, I hope this thing falls through and we get Aaron Rodgers back here and, and saddle them with the $40 million and don't give them that first. I, I think I got to start cheering for that. It's almost like, you know, I want Trump to be uh, the the nominee because then because Biden has proven he can beat him, so bring him back. You know, I don't know the other guys are unknowns anyway. I'm sorry for about the politics comment there. Wow, I didn't say anything bad, but that's just you know just who, who I prefer anyway. Uh, well, I, I I I think that you know at this point it'd almost be better if the if Aaron Rodgers stayed and he come back here after he's already mentally gone and he just destroys this locker room. That's what you want. I think that's what we want as Vikings fans, you know, to send him, see him burn in disgusting infamy at the end of his career in the green and gold. Come on now. Well, last time everyone doubted him, he won two MVPs back to back years. So I, I don't know. What blank? Uh, if, if, if you still keep making comments like that out, out in, uh, out in Trump country, I don't know, Joe, you start getting, <laughs> might start getting shelled here pretty soon. Everybody can have their preference. I didn't say anything wrong, but I think he can be beat by it. At, so I'll stop. I'll stop. All right. So uh, Vikings, we, we talked a little bit about this earlier. They got the receiver. They got this linebacker. What's their biggest need now? You still, you still think cornerback. I still think cornerback. Is that correct? Well, I, I said receiver. I, uh, I said receiver last week and then Quasi clearly watching the, the podcast <laughs> went out and signed a receiver and cause he's, whoa, whoa, wait a minute. We need a receiver. This guy said, um, "Yeah, that's that's the truth." Yeah, he wasn't watching the fight. He wasn't watching March Madness or his Princeton uh, team, where he's an alum. Him and him and uh, Kevin O'Connell went to some regional where uh, Kevin O'Connell went to San Diego State, and Quasi went to Princeton. They were they were in the same thing. They almost played each other, but uh, Princeton got beat by Creighton. San Diego State went beat. Creighton and moved on to the final four. So that's where, that's where KOC's headed. So we got it, you know, good thing that Quasi uh, is watching our podcast and know that he need, he need, needed to get a receiver. Anyway, go ahead. I was uh, in my March madness pool. I was so bad. So quick. I didn't even, I didn't watch a game or even check the bracket, the standings. Right. <clears throat> I had a, a coworker tell me that we had like 78 people in it. I was 77th and the person I was ahead of, <laughs> was the sports editor's 11-year-old daughter. So I'm, <laughs> I'm playing for the number one pick, Joe. I, when I tank, I tank hard. I'm glad you're not an a, a NBA Hall of Fame voter because I, I don't think it's your sport, Mark. We'll just keep you here in the football side. Uh, yeah, so I 
you know, I, I probably, uh, I still, although I still think they need another receiver, I would probably switch to a corner, you know, just okay. maybe get another corner, but I don't know who, you know, at this point, you know, what are you, you know, what are you getting? So I think they, you know, I, I still think they'll add, you know, there'll be something, they're not going to be able to do nothing between now and the draft. So there'll be someone that, that they, they bring in, I think uh, just a matter, you know, what position would it be? I'm going to say maybe another corner. Um, you, you sent across an interesting note to me that the owners meeting start this week and uh, uh, we'll probably talk about it next week, but you asked the question, what, is there a rule out there that you would, you would like to see change or want to see go away? And my response is, oh, I'd like to see two strokes or out of bounds be gotten rid of. Oh, wait, that's wrong sports. Never mind. Oh yeah. I, I, I got rid of that a long time ago. <laughs> The uh, for me, it's the pushing by linemen of the running back across the line to gain, you know, where they come up behind the players. And I, I, I just think, A, you know, it, it used to be okay, I didn't mind it because I thought it's a team playing as a team, but now it's gotten so out of hand that it's like, you know, you're I, I like the fact that team more teams are going for, it, but there, there's no chance for a defense to stop that. They don't know the play count, and they, you get a whole team rushing at about three guys or whatever. and uh, it, it just seems it just seems not right. Put on top of that, I would like to see uh, pass interference reviewable. Okay, those are my two things. What do you got? Well, that that last one was they did that. It was a disaster, it was an absolute yeah. disaster in 2019. Was it? Um, okay, so now that we're in the land, we're in La La Land, where we're asking for things that uh, yeah, rainbows and lollipops. You want you want something to be taken away from the offense? So you want like yeah. the defense to be on even footing so that yeah. they don't have, they don't have an entire team know the count and shove at the same time. Correct. Uh, that'll never happen. Just like I, this is an oldie, but a goodie. I don't like, I think that the uh, defensive pass interference you know, should be the 15 yards, like in college football, not a spot foul where uh, you where at the end of a game, you, you throw it up and you, and, and you hear constantly hear quarterbacks and receivers, Saying we're just you know we were going for a catch or a pass interference. Now on the flip side, people will say, well, won't the defender just tackle a guy? Okay, you know maybe they will, but they'll still get 15 yards and another crack at it. No, I don't, I don't think want that because we got Justin I, Jefferson. We got Justin yeah. Jefferson, and he's going to get all those calls because he's the new Michael Jordan of this league. Go ahead. Well, but you, on the flip side, you say you have you have no corners to cover, so they're going to be making penalties. So you want you don't want the 60. You don't want Aaron Rodgers, as he's come back in Green Bay, going for fifth MVP, throwing at seventy yards and getting the ball at the one yard line. I don't like. It. God, you're so just... yeah, go back to go to the college rule, fifteen yards, and line up and play it again. That ain't bad. That ain't bad. I, I can see that because sometimes it's such an advantage. You know why wouldn't you just wing it down there every play? I mean, you can either hope for a catch, hope for a pass interference, and hope against a interception or complete incomplete. I mean, it's like the need or. Or hope for the referee to be to to be in the way, you know, the defender, right? Why do we have you on the show? You're just a wet blanket on everything. Oh, what, what game was that? Was that Washington? Yes, yeah, Washington. I hope for your sake this snow st- stays till April. I'm going south for golf. Heck with this. Show. Hey, I, I got a bad. I, I'm I'm rehabbing a back surgery, so the golf season can start in late <laughs> May for me. Well, let's hope Mark's back gets gets uh, gets better soon, and we can. Go ahead and kick his butt on the golf course and talk about that. Until next week, we will uh, we'll come back and we'll talk about what's going on at the winter meetings. If that's if there's anything of interest there.
Uh, thanks everybody for tuning in, checking us out, checking out my new Mankato brewery hat. Got to Got to see that. If you can see that, there you go. That's, that's a hat to drink Mankato beer. That's always a good thing. Mad butcher. Mm-hmm. Wow. And thanks Mark for your insight as usual. Thanks Mike Woldham producing behind the scenes. And thanks to Joe Johnson. Here's a tip of that hat to Joe Johnson. To everybody else, skull. Skull.